0: You're listening to the Toy Photographers Podcast, the official podcast of ToyPhotographers.com. I'm James Garcia, and on this show I talk to photographers around the world who are turning Lego, action figures, miniatures, custom creations, and more into amazing works of art. There were two exciting developments that were announced on the blog in the past couple of weeks that I wanted to bring to your attention here on the show. The documentary about the 2016 Toy Photo Safari in Seattle, directed by our very own Shelly Corbett and Leila Chieko, is now available for your viewing pleasure. And Shelley has announced the location of our 2019 meetup to take place next April in Moab, Utah. Because of this news, I thought this was a great time to reshare a previous interview on the podcast that I conducted with Layla and her wife, Cindy Doctor. In the discussion, we talked not only about the work that Layla put into filming and editing the documentary, but we recapped this year's Oregon Toy Photo Safari. With the new safari on the horizon and the documentary now live for all to see, I wanted to take this chance to play that conversation again, for anyone who may have missed it earlier this year, and to give you a glimpse at what happens at these awesome toy photography meetups. We'll be back to a normal episode next week as Christina and I discuss the portraits theme. If you have yet to submit an entry, you can do so by uploading it to social media and tagging both of us. I'm at therealjames23, and Christina is at calyxanderson on Instagram. You can find us on MeWe and Flickr as well. If you want the possibility of your photo being talked about on the podcast, please make sure to have it submitted by Friday, November 30th because we'll be recording first thing in the morning on the 1st. I hope you enjoy this conversation with Layla and Cindy, and please, if you haven't done so yet, go check out Toy Photographers, The Seattle Interviews on our website, toyphotographers.com. I'll have it embedded in the post for this episode, and I'll include a link in the show notes as well. Also, make sure to check out Shelly's announcement about the upcoming meetup in Moab, which will give you more details and a tentative itinerary. Thanks, as always, for listening, and I'll see you guys next week. You guys are the first couple I've had on the show, which is really cool and I want to talk about that photography-wise, but how did you guys meet, first of all?
1: We're looking at each other. <laughs> Who wants to start? You start. Um, how did we meet? How did we meet? <laughs> you start. <laughs> My best friend was your best friend. <laughs> That's the story I tell.
2: We met through a mutual friend. And how long ago was that?
1: Okay, You have to answer that one. <laughs> Seven, seven, years, years, seven eight or years?
2: Eight years? Seven, eight yeah, years. Yeah,
1: 2011. Nice. Oh, you didn't know the date.
2: Yeah, t- yeah, it was like 2011, yeah. and then we got married. Two years ago.
1: I don't know what the date is.
2: Yeah, I was going to say fairly recently. January 1st. Like. Yeah, of 2017.
1: Of 2017. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. How did we meet? We met because my best friend was your best friend, and we both went through some t- a terrible breakup on each side <laughs> in, in the same year, and our mutual friend, had a whole bunch of us that were going through heartache and heartbreak and had a, what did she call it, a heartbreak party? She like, invited. there was like five or six of us that had all gone through like really terrible breakups. And then she was listening to all of our stories and she got tired of it and was like, you guys all get together and have a, we're going to have a like dinner and you heartbreak people can just all heartbreak together. <laughs> <laughs> and that's kind of how we met, met. And it was because, um... I had seen you before, and I knew you were a music- musician. And at the time, I was building um, three-string cigar box guitars. Oh, cool! Just for fun. I like. I didn't. I don't know. I'm not a Luth- luther. Uh, Luthier. Luthier. I know nothing about musical instruments. I don't, can't even play a music. I mean, I can play my guitar now. But um, and when I first met Layla, I knew she was this rock star musician, and I had this three-string guitar that I had made, and. We were just kind of chit-chatting and randomly I was like, so I know, I know you're a musician and I built this guitar and I don't know if you could teach me how to play it. It's got three strings. And she just looked at me like I was the biggest idiot in the world. <laughs> like, you built a guitar. It has three strings. Like, who are you? <laughs> and so I kind of was like, okay, well, maybe maybe we'll run into her again and I'll bring the guitar or something and we'll see. So we had the heartbreak party and you asked me to bring the guitar you'd remembered and you were like bring that three string guitar I'll take a look at it and see if it's something I can even teach you with and you grabbed the guitar and I couldn't get the guitar away from you (laughs) the whole night because you just fell in love with the thing you're like this is really neat and you just played it and you're like yeah really like you built this
2: yeah yeah I thought it was gonna be this like rinky-dink toy but it was this really cool instrument and then I was just kind of jamming on it all night
1: yeah and Um. then um, you asked about making it and then wanted to make one and I was in the middle well not in the middle I was just going to start another build because you build two at a time Hmm. and I was going to make another one and we just kind of started our relationship at that point like a home depot date (laughs) 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 and sushi
0: (laughs) home depot and sushi that's a good combo right I
1: mean that's that's how it starts That's my story. (laughs) That's pretty good. If you want to elaborate on that at all, that was my take. It was like, yeah, that's
0: about how I remember it. Yeah,
1: (laughs) Right? It was kind of all around this three-string guitar.
2: Yeah. I mean, at first I thought it was a toy, and I was like, whatever. And I saw it in person, and it was just so cool. And then I was like, you built
1: that? Yeah, then you thought I was cool. Hot. (laughs) (laughs) And I was pretty oblivious, so we dated for a while. (laughs) (laughs) It's okay. I figured it out. Yeah. That's how it happened. Yeah. Cool. And then we've been together ever since. <laughs> and subsequently, I, I put that guitar in my office at work, and then my office got broken into randomly, and that guitar got stolen. Oh, and that wow. was the only thing that was stolen out of my office.
2: Wow. So
1: that's kind of sad.
2: Like, amidst all this other, amidst like, gear.
1: camera gear.
2: Computers.
1: Computers, hard drives, like, airbrushes, like, everything. And all they took was this homemade huh. three-string guitar the that costs like, like 25 bucks but was like
0: yeah the one thing that's irreplaceable and actually means a lot to you yeah yeah that's messed up maybe it's somebody from that heartbreak party me so jealous. <laughs> dang it <Yeah. laughs> you mentioned leila's musical background i know you have a graphic design background can you talk about how you guys got into photography and and how that developed my
2: dad's a photographer So I grew up around cameras and just, you know, he's a, he like documented my childhood. So I've always been in front of the camera and just been around all the gear. So it was like naturally, I was going to pick up the camera as well. So I've always just kind of been into taking pictures. That's awesome. And what about you, Cindy?
1: I wanted to be a photographer. Well, actually with my graphic design background, I wanted to be able to give my clients product photos and to take them well. And I didn't really have setup for that, didn't really know what I was doing so I kind of had to be self-taught in a way and was doing that some basic photos at the time, nothing major, didn't have a really good camera and then when we found Instagram and you and I were together and you're a photographer, it was like I could actually learn how to be a photographer and offer that up in the graphic design realm and have like a new skill set. So that's kind of how I got into photography is mostly for work because I really wanted to take great product work photos and be able to offer that to my company because I love what I do. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, and you want
0: to learn new skills to enhance what you're already doing and and improve your portfolio and all that kind of stuff. I I get that totally. Um, And then how did you guys start photographing toys then? Did one of you start and then get the other one into it or, or how did that start?
1: So I got into Instagram and was trying to figure out what to do with Instagram. A friend of mine had sort of signed me up for social media sites, just for fun. And so that was one of them. And I'm like, well, what do you do on Instagram? Like, okay, I don't know. Who wants to know about my life? Like, really? Okay. And then I started um, finding toy pictures. And I thought that was really cool because I was, I don't know, would you call it a toy collector or You're like a vinyl? collector, yeah. It was a lot of the vinyl toys, a lot of the dunnies and the they don't move. They're not posable. I don't even know what to call them. Art toys, basically. So we had a lot of those around the house and then um, so I was finding that and then I came across Shelly Corbett who was XXSJC at the time and was following her just keeping track and just beautiful stuff and then I remember one night I showed Layla like all I had started following all these Lego people and all this stuff and she's like oh, I love Lego. I have a lot of Lego I have a camera <laughs> and she got really excited and I was like I didn't know that you have Lego. Like, I don't know. Like, I knew you had camera gear and that you were a documenter, but I didn't know all of this, like, like this toy side of her.
2: My Lego secret. <laughs> yeah, you have, like, this Lego
1: secret. We've been living, to- well, yeah, we were living together. I kind of knew you had Lego, but I didn't know.
2: This was before we were
1: living together. Yeah, the, the extent. Yeah. Like, you talked about Lego being a big part of your life, mm-hmm. and I think we bought a set when you broke your leg. And you were really excited. (laughs) And I didn't get it. Like, I just didn't get it, the extent of her (laughs) Lego-ness. Until kind of that moment where something clicked. And I I just, I remember that moment where you got really excited because you were like, all of a sudden, like, the creative juices of like, I can mesh Lego and photography and documenting together like freaked out and then I got a little jealous but I was like well if I get a camera (laughs) and I've got cool toys do you think maybe you could help me learn how to use a camera and take pictures and post them to Instagram so that's kind of... Boy, I talked a lot. Yeah. No, no, that's great. And you
2: were like, I'm not going to talk, talk at all. I'm not going
1: to talk at all. No, so that's
2: cool. That's so right
0: of... from the gate, you guys were kind of collaborating and doing it together in a way. Yeah. yeah, I
2: definitely helped Cindy kind of get comfortable with using a DSLR um, and macro, you know, just she the goes, basics. The learning curve yeah. of, yeah. And I had, with my photography background, like I learned in high school. So I've been shooting for years and, you know, landscapes, portraits, just documenting events. So we got onto Instagram and I saw Shelly's work. I was just blown away because it was like, okay, here's my love of Lego being like reflected back to me and, and Shelly's outdoor, mm-hmm. um, mostly outdoor stuff. And that's like, what i liked to photograph too like i loved macro you know i would already take pictures of moss and close-up rocks anyway (laughs) so i was like oh my god you just put a lego in front of it boom yeah and shelly's work is just so amazing so it's just like this instant inspiration of like oh my god i gotta try
0: this you know this type of art exists (laughs) Mm -hmm. i i know that i've found the toy photography community the same kind of way from Shelley and seeing her and just realizing, oh, there's this whole world of toy photography I could get into mm-hmm. um, is, is really cool. And you mentioned your love of Lego. And I noticed that a little bit reading back through your blog posts and stuff. Can you talk about uh, your history with Lego and how much it means to you? And then yeah, how'd you get back into it?
2: Yeah, so it was I think I've always just been fascinated by little worlds. And so the Lego minifigures were like perfect to Kind of create and find little worlds in the real world, and I had you know the classic space and castle in the early 80s. I don't know. I just ha- I just loved Lego, and then I moved away. So I grew up in Hawaii, and then I moved away uh, in high school, and I just kind of put all of my Legos in storage. Hmm. I and did the same thing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And I moved to Oregon, and I had been toting around these bins of Lego for years, <laughs> and then I think. I was really thinking about this question because I think what really got me back into it was the announcement of The Lord of the Rings.
0: Oh, okay. Which explains your handle,
2: too. Yeah, (laughs) right? So I loved Lord of the Rings as a kid and loved Lego as a kid. And then when I saw that announcement... I was like, what, that's not real. Because I was like, no way, like the two things I really love from my childhood are being combined and it was the (laughs) coolest thing ever. And I think that's what really opened, really brought my attention back to looking at Legos and and, um, the sets and collectible, everything. I don't know when that was, when did those movies come out, early 2000.
0: You've written before about documenting your life through photography, you've mentioned it here a couple times. And I know that you're a filmmaker as well, doing documentary stuff. Congratulations on your award again, by the way, which is really cool. So what about that documentary style do you think bleeds into your photography and and what draws you to to do it that way?
2: I think it's maybe the other way around where photography influences the way I document because filming, you know, all the photography rules apply to films, you know, Mm -hmm. like, frame composition and telling a story. So that sort of influenced the filmmaking. Um, As far as like document, like, I don't know, I was always just sort of a documenter. Mm -hmm. And so naturally, I feel like that's just going to come out through my photography, wanting to, yeah, because one of your questions was, we don't do a lot of post-production. Yeah, yeah, I can
0: go into that. Yeah, you guys don't do a lot of post-production or editing. You kind of have a more naturalistic style. I know you shoot a lot with your sig figs and other people's sig figs, and you kind of document your your life into your photography as well. Is it just because it's fun and that's what you like to do? Or is there something else behind that?
2: I think it's definitely like wanting to share, you know, with social media, you kind of want to share like what's going on in your life. And Mm -hmm. I think doing that through your Lego minifigure is just more fun. Yeah, (laughs) Um, I get that totally. And just that going back to like wanting to, loving the, the mini world. And I like the challenge of kind of trying to, Juxtapose, you know, this little tiny minifigure with a real life background. I just love doing that. It's fun.
0: (laughs) Yeah, and Cindy, do you feel like your graphic design work helps influence your photography, or vice versa?
1: Well, recently I had a a, an interaction with someone on Instagram who we were talking back and forth, and I said I'm a graphic designer, and that person was like, "Well, it shows in your photography," and I didn't really get that, and I don't know. Maybe there's just like a naturalness to that, and my guess is that it's probably just a balance thing because I feel like as a graphic designer, it's just you're always looking for the balance you're always looking for the grid you're always mm-hmm. kind of in that you mean your composition wise? like yeah or as far as style so i don't i don't really know i never really gave that any thought again mostly i'm just shooting it's fun to shoot the toys it's 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 good learning and i like to move that into the product photography and into kind of like a more real world businessy situation which is kind of why i don't like to do the post-processing on a lot of my toy photos because i do that already and I wanna see what I can pull out of the camera to mm. be as as good as I can get it there first. Because honestly, I don't wanna do a lot of post-production because it's a lot of hours and then it's a lot of time. And I love it though, like I would do it. But yeah,
0: if you're already doing that for work and this is a hobby, I, I can see how you don't wanna spend all your free time doing something you're doing at work all week anyway.
1: Right, and on yeah. the computer, right? right. If you're, you're doing the toy photos and you're outside and you're having fun, and then you really need to learn your camera really well so that you can get the shot you want in camera. I guess I had a, a teacher for the Sony, or not a, uh, he was an instructor of sorts, and he really talked about all of his photos he likes to have come out of his camera, come out of his camera. Hmm. like he doesn't like to hook up to a computer he goes I really like to get the shot in the camera I like to put it on my phone and I upload it to whatever thing I'm doing and I just thought that was so great and such a a neat way to really learn all the techniques and all the little things that are on a camera so I guess I kind of am moving in that direction of I want to do that
2: yeah I like that challenge of trying to get it in camera and I guess that's sort of the documentary side too of like As a documenter, you're just, you're trying to get like an authentic whatever. Like it's raw. Yeah. I kind of like that. I like the challenge of like going outside and finding a cool background and, you know, making my little setup there and not having to rely on, well, I'm going to fix it later to tell my story. I like to try to find that story and that frame like out there. And just try to get that as authentic as I can. What's yeah. been
1: really cool for me, as far as like graphic design though, is to see how people are compositing their images and what they're doing in post production too, and getting those ideas for other things, not just mm. like for my own toys. It's not like as a hobby. Like I look at the, all that post production work more as work, but I learn from like I learn from seeing some of those things where I'm like, oh, that's really cool. Like okay, and I try to take it apart in my brain and think about how would I do that. If I wanted to transpose that into something else. But it's rarely for my own hobby photos. It's -hmm. always just like for a work thing.
2: Yeah, I'm super inspired by the photographers who do
1: do that yeah
2: mm-hmm. I just don't it's just like not part of my like
0: I get that yeah yeah there are things with with me with that too like I'll like see you're so cool like really cool want practical effects and explosions <laughs> and stuff it's like I wish I could do that but I just that's not my thing yeah <laughs> yeah. yeah like I love it like mm-hmm. I love all those guys that do that and it's like man maybe I should start
2: doing that more <laughs> <laughs> you know just I mean I want to just as a challenge to see how I can do that but in general I feel like my mode is just to try to
0: capture something naturally. How do you guys think your photography has developed over the years since you've been doing it? Have you do you feel like it's getting better? Have you have you challenged yourselves in different ways? Oh, uh, new for me by far, stuff?
1: because right, I you were learning started. Like I didn't even have I don't even know what I had. I was shooting a lot of stuff on my phone. My work bought a Nikon camera, a D six ten and because they're Nikon guys, that was the only reason that I got this camera, right? (laughs) And um, so I kind of had a learning curve with that and that's what I started with. And they were nice enough to like, let me take it home on the weekends (laughs) with the understanding that if something happened, I'd totally pay for it, right? Right? Yeah, but I needed to learn how how to use it and then how to use it in the work setting. And so the toy photography was a great learning tool to figure out all of that and then having Layla I don't know how many times we went over the the correlation of f-stop, shutter speed, ISO, and kind of what those do. Like I feel like I'm still fiddling with that a little bit, but it's coming more naturally. Yeah, because we shoot, we both shoot manual, mm-hmm. full manual. Mm-hmm. With my Sony now, I do I do some auto focusing because that's really nice. <laughs> <laughs> nice not to
0: have to mess with that yourself or exactly get it, get it right. Yeah. yeah. What about you, Layla? I
1: don't know. Has my photography evolved? <laughs>
2: I honestly don't know. I don't feel like I really challenge myself intentionally.
1: You're just documenting. I just... I mean, it's not just documenting, but it's kind of like you're... You're in the. I have this idea and I need to get it out. I need to get it shot and yeah, and
2: then I shoot it. Yeah, and then I and post you, it. And you, yeah, that sounds really boring. But it's, <laughs> I no, need to challenge it's not myself boring.
1: more. <laughs> 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 yeah, but you're challenging yourself in ways of edit and move filmmaking. Like you're challenging yourself in other ways, right? Video, right? You, the, all mm-hmm. the different settings and all the different things you have to think about when you're shooting video. You know, that's a that's a huge challenge.
2: Yeah, I guess I guess that's another thing is like the toy photography isn't like my main passion mm-hmm. it's it's definitely like my main hobby i suppose it's not something that i'm like okay well how do i become a better toy photographer that's not really what i think about mm-hmm. yeah it's not like your main creative drive yeah i mean yeah. it it's a it is though you know like every day i'm trying to <laughs> i've got a backlog i just don't have time to post but i have so many unreleased
0: toy photos i'm the same way i feel like i shoot a lot but then i only post like twice a week or three yeah. times a week or something yeah. and some people post like every day or multiple times a day and i just i'm not one of those people mm-hmm. so I'm, i've yeah i'm the same way i've got i've got photos from the seattle toy photo safari i never posted exactly. and was two years ago <laughs> so now yeah. i've got all these new ones from oregon and it's like what am i gonna do with all this stuff right. So, but it's the shooting that's fun, not the posting for me anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I don't know. Have, I mean, you looked through my feed recently. Have you... <laughs> I think objectively, just looking at it, like, I think the quality of your pictures and stuff has definitely improved from, like, the early stuff. For sure. Yeah. And, and just, I noticed that, like, maybe um, the compositions or whatever, like, you definitely have refined your style and, and the quality of your work, I think, anyway, has improved over time for sure. Cool. Both of you. So... Cool.
2: Yeah. yeah, I haven't looked at my feed in that way. So. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, because I feel like I'm. I haven't tried to do anything new, so so maybe the subconsciously I have been, but
0: yeah, or just as you learn how to use your camera more, or mm-hmm. you learn new techniques or whatever, I think that those things maybe just happen naturally and over time, so you don't notice them as much. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I could understand that for sure. Do you guys have any, like, advice you could give to people just starting out in this hobby or in toy photography in general?
1: Save a lot of money.
0: (laughs) It adds up fast. Legos are expensive. Those toys
1: get expensive, and you really, really want them. I think for people starting out, what I see a lot
2: is um, camera angle. And I think my one tip would be to get your camera angle to be at the same like eye level or lower than your figure you know mm-hmm. um, what i see a lot from people just starting out is there's are shootings from like a high angle and so you're looking down at your toy and if you really want to bring them to life you know you got to get to their level so that would be like my compositional tip of the day
0: I get that. I'm thinking back on some of my old photos, and I definitely did that, where you just shoot from above because that's where you are. Yeah, and and
2: I feel like you get more, um, you know, because they're so small, and you're really trying to, like, well, you can be trying to get, like, a portrait of them. And so to get that, you got to get lower Mm -hmm. um, to sort of bring them to life in the frame.
1: Yeah, probably the other thing, too, is uh, feel free to reach out to people, too, on social media and ask the question, you know, how Mm -hmm. how did you shoot that? Even if it's a direct message or something, because most of us are willing to tell you everything that we did, I think anyway. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's what I've learned at the toy safari is, is like there's not really no secrets, right? And we all just want to get a good shot, and it's fun to learn new techniques.
0: And I think it's fun for people to share too how they did something because maybe they're like, well, actually, it was really hard for me to figure out. Here's how I did it, you know. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think that's one of the best things about our community is everybody is really accepting and really open and really inviting for for new people and and for giving advice and whatever it may be so I think that's good yeah and definitely finding other
2: toy photographers Mm -hmm. so you know come to the next toy safari (laughs) yes (laughs) (laughs) because I think that that's a that's a life changer, mm-hmm. just to see the community and actually see another toy photographer in person and talk to them and just see them in action.
0: You guys both mentioned Shelly. I wanna talk about the toy photo community because you guys are such a big part of it, I feel like, and you're very active in the toy photo community, uh, especially like with Shelly and that group. You've been to all of the toy photo safaris and you, you even hold a bunch of your own small ones with friends, first of all, yeah, um, finding Shelly on Instagram is that how you guys got tapped into the toy photo community absolutely um yeah it was Shelly and Brick Central and yeah I, that was for me too
2: yeah and I think yeah. that we met Shelly and We Man because um, I there was a small Bricks Cascade or not um, a small Brick Con in Tacoma and it was like my first our first like you know lego convention anything and so i posted about that and i'm like who's coming and shelly and we men decided that we should meet up there
1: hmm. i don't
2: know when that was i don't
1: either i'm bad with time 2013
2: 2014 mm, okay how was it meeting them in person it was cool Wee Man looks exactly like a sick thing. Yeah, he does.
0: <laughs>
1: but it's a little scary, too, right? Yeah. We, we don't know Shelly. We don't know Wee Man. It's, this is Instagram. This is social media. Be careful, right? I mean, there was all that. But it was like, it seemed like, oh, come on, it's Shelly. Look at these beautiful Chima photos. Look at, this, look at these little cute little things. Like, yeah. you know... It kind of felt like it was going to be okay, but, like, what's that like to meet someone over the internet? Right,
0: someone you've never met, and you probably haven't really seen photos of them either, just their toys. I don't
1: think, yeah, Shelly probably has two photos of, well, more now, but at that time, there was probably none.
2: At that time, we had no idea what Shelly looked like, and I think all she said was, I'll be wearing my red coat or something, (laughs) and so we saw her red coat, but, you know... So we went to this Brit con and it was tiny, so we didn't stay there for very long, and then we had lunch, and I remember that lunch just being the coolest thing because it just felt so geeky, <laughs> and here we were, and all of us whipped out our Lego sig figs, you know, at the restaurant, and you never do that, you know, I mean, back
1: with other people. I feel like that's so
2: normal now, yeah. you know, five years later or whatever, but like, that was the first time we've ever met up with. Fellow Lego geeks <laughs> and photographers and Instagrammers, and it was I, just so cool. It just felt like,
1: ah, oh, I found my people. Mm-hmm. And there was so much to talk about, amazingly, you know, between cameras and toys and mm-hmm. experiences and just getting to know each other was super easy yeah and comfortable
0: yeah i feel that too yeah yeah and the safaris too is is that but just extended out to even more people um can you talk about you know the first safari you guys went to and why you keep going back to those
1: like the first official one yeah like the vegas one where did we, we go we we went because we were hanging out with shelly quite a bit and that was happening and then um dennis and melissa were going to be there crashes customs mm-hmm. or crash override who else was going to be there dinosaurs Like, some people that we hadn't met, but we were following, and that, I mean, we had this great experience with Shelly and Weeman. Oh, Brick Sailboat. We wanted to meet Brick Sailboat. Mm -hmm. I mean, there was just all these people that we were following, and we thought, God, what a great... We met these people. It was fantastic. What if we meet more people? Mm -hmm. Is it going to be even more fantastic? Mm -hmm. And it was.
2: Wiki Toy Box was... When oh, that was people, another one. Yeah, when we connected with her really closely on Instagram, so it was like, if you're going, we're definitely gonna go. I mean, we were definitely gonna go because it was like Shelly's first like event thing. Mm-hmm. So we were definitely on board. And then it was just really exciting to have all these other people
1: going. I mean, it wasn't just those people that showed up. Then it was like a handful of others that we didn't even know, but like weren't even on our radar. Who else was oh, Dean, fun? Oh, Dean, 80s. Dean Eighties, Papa Jovi was oh, okay. there. I feel bad if we missed anybody in that
0: part of why i wanted to invite you guys onto this podcast was not only to talk to you and interview you and get your history but we just got back from the oregon toy photo safari a couple weeks ago i brought all my podcasting stuff i had this big plan to do interviews and i even stayed in a house with you guys i was like yeah we'll do recaps none of it happened um so i wanted to do this recap with you guys too um, so how was the Oregon toy F- photo safari for you, and how was that compared to previous ones?
2: This one was really fun, I think, because it was bigger. Like there would be, there was going to be more people there. Yeah, I think we had about thirty people. Yeah, so I think it's our biggest one, and it was in Oregon, so it felt like it was our like backyard, so to speak. Um, going to the coast, we love the coast. I felt like I was really excited to kind of share our Oregon coast with everybody. How does it, how does it compare? It was just bigger. There was just so many more people.
1: So little time. So
2: little time. <laughs> Even though it felt like right? four days was longer, but not really.
1: Just not enough time, at all, to like talk to everybody and to uh, shoot with everybody, and then like shoot your own shots. Mm-hmm. And... Overwhelming. Yeah, in a good way. Yeah. This the fourth one.
0: I believe so. Yeah, there was Vegas, the fourth... Seattle. San Francisco, San Francisco and Horace. Okay. Yeah, yeah. so
2: forth yeah. I think maybe the, the, di- the difference between this one and like the first one was we have gotten to know so many attendees. And so it felt more like a reunion. And that was a really nice feeling. It just felt like family. And, you know, I think I was more excited to just like hang out with people and to meet new people, but to like reunite with other people. Yeah. For sure. that we've seen in past safaris. I think I was maybe more excited about that than actually taking photos.
0: <laughs> I could understand that for sure. Especially, yeah, the first day I was there anyway, the potluck day, you walk in and people just immediately like, oh, hey, how's it going? And it's like, yeah, I haven't seen you in like two years, but you remember who I am? You've been following my stuff? Mm-hmm. Um, and just there's that immediate connection the second that you see each other again and having this shared hobby and the shared love of toys just really connects you immediately and there's so much to talk about and oh hey i've been following your stuff forever and i love these new shots you've been taking or anything like that and it was really fun this this year i got to share a house with you guys and i'd never experienced that before yeah how was that for you it was, <laughs> it was really fun because um, this the only one i'd ever attended before was the seattle one two years ago and that one i just stayed with my brother-in-law because he lives in seattle so i would just kind of pop over to wherever you guys were hanging out i would just show up Take some photos and then go back. So I was I was not as ingrained in all of it. I feel like, mm-hmm. and there's something about sharing a house. We how many people were in our house? Like seven. seven? Yeah. yeah. Something about sharing a house with a bunch of other people that's really fun because you go out and you shoot all day long, and either you're hanging out with other people, but I feel like when you're shooting, you're still kind of by yourself. And then shooting all day, but then coming back and there's just Lego all over the table, <laughs> and you're looking at your camera and editing your photos mm-hmm. or talking about you know whatever. It was it was really different experience like sharing a space with people I'd, afterwards. Yeah.
2: I love that feeling of like hey we're all gonna go home and hang out.
0: Order a pizza and talk about yeah. toys and build our brickheads." heads. And-
1: <laughs> yeah
2: and wake up and have coffee and set up you know set up another shot. You know Janelle was part of our house Mrs. Playwell and she brought her little MOC vignettes and that was just really fun to have Mm-hmm. on hand so we could just wake up and drink coffee and set up a shot and, yeah
0: and yeah. it was really fun looking at other people's toys like papa jove had all of his action figures laid out like on a <laughs> towel you know and just seeing like ooh, that's really cool that's really cool so.
1: are you bringing that today you right. should i'm gonna borrow that later yeah. <laughs> yeah that's probably one of the best the best things is that you see all these people, and you have a somewhat of an idea of what they shoot, and you're like, did you bring that? Do you think I could shoot that later? Right.
0: Or, or just at the safari and seeing somebody with a setup and just kind of looking over their shoulder and being like, oh, what's that? Like Wiki Toy Box had a, um, a bunch of porgs set up, and I totally just stole the setup. Yep. You know? so it's like, hey, she's done all the work for me. Exactly.
1: Can I just put this in there and call it mine? Right, exactly.
2: Yes! Yeah, oh. this year, you know, on the G-Plus Our little, um, the little, what do you call that? The The the, community? Yeah, but just for the safari for the attendees. And we all were like, hey, bring this and bring that. I had so many plans for the shared toys, and I just, I don't think I did any of them. Mm -hmm. I was like, what happened? You know, I wanted to do like a do-back thing. Like, I wanted to do, I I won't say it because you'll steal my idea.
1: (laughs) 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 No, <laughs> but I want to
2: do, like, the Doobie Brothers. Yeah, there we <laughs> go. <laughs> I just had so many ideas. I'm kind of bummed out that I didn't make any of those happen. So yeah. I don't know what went wrong. Well, I had to leave for <laughs> Saturday. But, so yeah, so. I don't
0: even think anything went wrong. It's just like the things were <laughs> just, just different just than happen. you anticipated or, yeah, you were busy hanging out instead of yeah. photographing those things or whatever it is. Yeah. yeah, it is funny the expectations you go in in with at one of these safaris. And I was telling you guys off air, and I think I mentioned it on our last episode, that I packed. Way too many toys. I did too. I think partly because I was driving. So I was like, I've got the whole car. I can just fill it all up with toys. Mm-hmm. And I brought so many, like, I probably bought at least 50 Lego minifigures. I, everything I could think of that might work at a beach, I packed. You know, right. it's like, yeah, three shark people and these, <laughs> right. you know, just so many different. And then I didn't shoot any of them. <laughs> I probably shot like a third of what I brought. And then we had to hike. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that's when I was like, what was I thinking? <laughs> yeah, that's what I didn't think about. this particular one because I was picturing and I had never been to that section of the coast even Uh though I've lived up here for like seven years Mm -hmm. Um, so I was picturing maybe like California beaches or Florida beaches or something (laughs) where like you park and the beach is ten feet away from you I didn't realize that, yeah, there's like a two-mile hike up and downhill through the woods to get to the beach. So I've got my backpack that's full of toys and my camera bag uh-huh. over a shoulder and a tote bag full of toys. Yep, and Up and down, yeah, it was insane. So did you guys feel the same way or have you been to so many that you kind of have the packing thing down?
1: I think I packed pretty good. I tried to shoot everything I brought and I kind of packed per day. And it was pretty limited because I figured I'd borrow a couple things.
2: No, I definitely overpacked. And I always overpacked. I mean,
1: I I did overpack, but it wasn't like a huge amount of overpacking. I don't think. For myself. For this year. But I kind of liked, so Shelly had this idea of like not bringing anything but your sig fig.
0: Hmm. And then
1: borrowing everybody's toys. And I'm kind of thinking, someone's got to do that. Because that would be really fun to see what that experience would be like. I'm too chicken to do it.
0: (laughs) And I I worry now, though, that, like, too many people would do it. Oh, and then there'd be no toys.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, just one person out there. Just volunteer at the next one to be that guinea pig. (laughs) Mm
2: -hmm. I think it's that thing where you don't want to not have something.
0: Yeah, you don't want to miss out on an opportunity or, or a shot idea or something. And I... I packed toys without, like, concrete ideas in my head. It was just maybe I'll think of something while I'm there. Right. And then while I was there, I didn't think of anything. Yeah. Yeah, um, but you
1: had 50 minifigs. Like, if I was missing a minifig, I'd just be like, James! <laughs> 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 Actually, that's kind of the best thing is, like, just to yell out, who's got a... Yep. you know whatever right. you need yeah who's and got a raptor
0: or a dewback or i 12 need an extra people. yeah i've
1: got six what yeah. do you need what color
2: mm-hmm. <laughs> when well, you were uh saying how oh, i shouldn't have brought this tripod and everything and i was like well i'm
0: glad you did because we got that yeah we got the, the group, group shot, shot. Yeah, that's true <laughs> so yep, thank i lugged that thing up and back down that hill for one photo <laughs> but it worked you so. used it right <laughs> that's
1: all that matters
0: yeah. <laughs> so, that's true um, and you guys scouted out the locations ahead of time. Um, how was that? I know Shelly's written about it before, and I feel like Layla, you wrote a piece about it too. But it was you... wet. <laughs> it, we got drenched. Much different than when we were there because it was sunny mm-hmm. the whole four days we were there. Yeah, but interestingly enough,
2: you know, we scouted the waterfall around the Hug Point, and it was more picturesque in the rain. When I mean, we got there at the safari weekend, it was just like too hot and direct sun and it was mm-hmm. kind of dried out yeah. <laughs> or something. And I was like, wow. I think we teased everyone like, this is like the best part of the thing. And it wasn't really you know on the weekend. Um, so that was interesting, you know, that it was pouring rain. And when we scouted and I was like, man, this is going to like turn everybody away. But it's just interesting, like that you get different um, photo opportunities in different seasons. Yeah, yeah.
0: and even that was what like one month, two months away yeah, from the April. So, fr- it was full April Fool's Day, hmm. so it course. wasn't even that long. It's not like you guys went in the spring and then we photographed in the fall or something. It was just like a month or two away.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But how drastic that that change can be mm-hmm. for sure.
1: But what was great about that is that we decided that was going to be the worst weather that we probably would have at the coast if it were to be like the weekend. So we ended up having like the best weather. At the coast that I've seen in in a while, mm-hmm. on a weekend, and it was just nice to know like okay, well if it does rain the whole time, what are our options? What, mm-hmm. can, what else? What are other things we can do? Where can we go? And just to have that backup, because you just don't
0: know. What would you guys say the the difference is? But. Between- you know, when you started attending these, I feel like you were just attendees, but now you guys are more involved in the actual process, the planning process, the behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. I know that in the Seattle one, you filmed the the video, which we'll, we, we'll talk about in a minute. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about being a little more behind the scenes now? how does that change the experience of going to the safaris?
1: I still feel like an attendee. I don't know. I don't
0: know. <laughs> <laughs> and if it doesn't change it at all, I'm, that's fine. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm happy
1: to support it any way that I can. And, mm-hmm. you know, if... if they need help on any sort of the planning and the stuff. It, I, yeah, I'm totally, totally wanna help. But I don't feel like I'm part of the planning. I don't
0: know yeah i know there's a lot of other behind the scenes yeah. stuff that goes there's on a, on yeah. Shelley's end and i can't imagine how how she wrangles all these people from different countries and yeah. different yeah. parts of the country to, to come to this thing it's pretty yeah. crazy yeah um so yeah i'm not trying to undercut any of the stuff she's doing <laughs> i just know yeah. that you guys are more involved now in the in the planning at least for this one probably just because mm-hmm. it was in oregon but i
2: think the seattle one too i kind of helped out with you know, I kind of made a, a Google map, I think.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember that. That was um, super helpful. Actually. Yeah,
2: I meant to do that for this one, too. And I think I was busy editing something. <laughs> I don't know. I don't think it changes. I mean, I think for the Seattle one, because I was documenting, mm-hmm. I was definitely torn between wanting to participate and then, you know, trying to, like, do my job as the filmmaker and right. just trying to capture everybody on film. That was That was a very different experience for me.
0: Yeah, let's talk about that. Let's jump into because the um, yeah, you filmed or helped film the documentary. Uh, I was surprised that it was like a feature length thing. I thought maybe you know it'd be like twenty minutes, get a little interview, a little bit of footage, but it was a really in depth, really cool documentary. I loved it.
2: I think Shelley Um, was surprised too. I think she didn't realize how much footage we actually got.
0: Yeah, it was really cool to see, um, especially you know two years ago. I don't remember how much you got or how much you guys were mm-hmm. around with the cameras and stuff. So what was it like um, filming that and then putting the video together and then seeing it premiered for us mm-hmm. at the safari? Yeah, so initially
2: I think I came to Shelly with the idea, you know, because I had just started taking video production classes. So. I was like, hey, it would be cool to, like, make a documentary of the next one. And she was like, yeah, it would be. And she hired, like, two of her professional filmmaker friends. And I was like, okay, this is going to be, like, the real deal. (laughs) Yeah, she got serious about it. She got serious (laughs) about it. And they used this video equipment that I had no idea how to use. So my experience with that was I was super overwhelmed and intimidated because I was like, well, I can't, I don't know these tools.
0: Yeah, and you don't want to mess it up or come yeah. back and all the footage is
2: blurry or something. Yeah. Right. And it's not that hard of a, now that I know how to use, um, it was a Canon C100. Now that I know how to use it, like it's not very complicated at all, but, you know, it's different than a DSLR mm-hmm. and just little things like, well, if I hit the white balance button, am I going to mess it up? You know? Yeah. I was intimidated by that. And then um, we had drafted up a bunch of interview questions. So I helped Shelly with that part Um, but then it wasn't really scripted you know then it was just like okay go out and film as much as you can and we'll interview as much as we can so there wasn't really a plan so I feel like the only consistency is like we sort of used the same list of questions but we didn't (laughs) (laughs) so and and then you know it was four days this event was four days between two um, video cameras and there was a lot of footage tons of footage. There ended up being like 14 people that we interviewed and then just a lot of b-roll. So yeah, it was just, it was a lot of footage. And so at the time, like I was just torn between wanting to do my own thing and actually get some toy photos. Yeah, I get that. I really didn't have the chance or I was so, I just, I was so scattered going between the two roles.
0: And then how was it putting the video together? Uh, Putting the video together was this epic project
2: that I honestly didn't even have time for. Hmm. (laughs) So, you know, I work full time, I was going to school, I'm married, I'm in a relationship. Yeah, you
0: want a life on top of all that stuff, too. Yeah.
2: And the only time I had to work on this was like in the late hours of the evenings and weekends. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So, you know, I didn't want to sacrifice every single weekend, so there's just sometimes I didn't work on it and just some whole school terms where I just couldn't even touch it. So I think that was a little frustrating of like, there's this great project, but I just didn't have time to to work on it. Yeah, I get so that. So I was only working on it in little chunks here and there. And also, I had never edited such a long project before. You know, all my school projects have been like these five minute, 10 minute mm-hmm things, like you interview one person. And so I approached this just kind of editing each person's little interview. Once I've kind of finished that, and I strung it all together, I was like, whoa, Shelly, this is like an hour long. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I knew it was going to be big, but I didn't realize like, oh, wow, I just edited this feature length thing.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I get that. Not not what you expected, especially if you're just doing it in little chunks. Mm -hmm. You don't really realize how many how all those chunks come together until you start doing it. And then you see how long it is. Mm -hmm. I understand that for sure. Um, and then what was it like seeing, you know, finally presenting it at the, at this safari, it was really cool just being in the room and trying to remember like what had happened in Seattle and then (laughs) seeing it. And yeah. And then we had, what did I say on camera? (laughs) Um, so, and then remembering like who was there and, and just seeing the footage again was really, really cool. So what was it like for you to, to see all of us watching it and, to finally have your work presented that was
2: a huge highlight for me as a filmmaker and you know for me for the the oregon toy photo safari like i i was editing it up and finishing it up and i was like "Ooh, i think i'll be able to present it at this event which would be perfect because mostly everyone in the video was there again this year Mm -hmm. um so it was a huge goal deadline of mine to, to make sure i was able to present it that weekend yeah it was satisfying to finally complete it <laughs> I bet, and get it off your chest <laughs> get it off my chest you know i don't have to stay up till 3 a.m every night or whatever i just gosh i spent so much time making this so that was satisfying to have it done and you know i i honestly i made it for you guys like i made it for the people who interviewed in it mm-hmm. to because it was just so fun like you know it's kind of like a um a memoir almost I mean, I think as a documentary, it's, like, presenting to the world, like, what we do at these things. Mm-hmm. But also, it's just a nice um, kind of mo- capturing that year.
0: Yeah, for sure. And just yeah. looking back and remembering, like, oh, yeah, these are the things that were said, or this is how the experience was for people, and mm-hmm. these are the people that came. And it's a really cool cool way to look back at that little moment in time. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like a little time capsule for our community a little bit. A time capsule. Yeah. Yeah. Cindy, what was it like for you seeing her work on it and having that be a part of your life too? Just every day knowing that that was hanging (laughs) over your guys' heads and and looming.
1: (laughs) It was. I did a lot of dishes. (laughs) I played a lot of soccer. I did a lot of stuff on my own. (laughs) Um, gosh, yeah, because you would come to bed at like two in the morning, three in the morning, and then get up with me at six, and I always felt guilty, because I was like, I'm so tired, and I went to bed at ten. <laughs> um, that's, I mean, that's what I remember most, and then just kind of having to fill in a lot of time on my own, because you were really, um, pretty animate about your time and what you are doing. I have to edit, I have to edit, I can't go out to the barbecue, I can't do these things because I have to edit. You did that quite a bit, and... That's just something about your personality. Whereas I'm like, oh my gosh, it's just an hour. Come see, you know, come get a burger. But, <laughs> but you're very motivated, and and I didn't realize that it takes such big chunks of time to uh, create that. And it it was fun to be at the at the. At the at the, the screening. At the screening. That's the term. The
2: private screening. The yeah. private
1: screening. So I was in the back in the kitchen with all the, uh, I don't know. The
2: action figure douchebags. Oh, my God. <laughs> the
0: back of the bus. I don't yes. think I
1: can say that. <laughs> Quote, greater um, beast. <laughs> yeah, I was back with them. And it was fun to see as people would come up who weren't at the Oregon Toy Safari, who were at the Seattle Safari, and all the, aww. Aww. Like, like Anna, yeah. Travel just seeing, seeing these people that you you don't really—it's not that you forget about them, but seeing them and realizing, oh, I had such a good time with them, and I wish they were here. Right. It was that sort of thing, and I thought that was really great. And the other really great thing that I really liked about it was we had a lot of new people at the Oregon Toy Meetup, and so they don't know all of us the way that we've known each other for the last two, three, four years. And I thought that was a really great insight into getting to know us all a little bit better. Mm -hmm. Because I know that I didn't get a chance to hang out with everybody there. It was only 32 people. (laughs) You think in four days, you know, have a chance to hang out and do things with them. But it was so hard to even I feel like even the people that I knew most and even our housemates. It felt like I only got to spend a half hour with him.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Yeah>, for sure.
1: <laughs> it's just what it felt like.
0: Yeah. Especially when you're out shooting at these locations too. We all just kind of spread out. And you, you do get little pockets of people. But if you're not wandering between the groups, you can totally miss out on shooting next to some. Like I really wanted to shoot with Brett because, you know, mm-hmm. I'm a really good friend with him now from working with him on the blog. and. Yeah. Um, you know, I was really excited to meet him and I was like, yeah, it'd be so cool to shoot together. I don't think we shot a single photo next to each other at the whole time just because of the way it all worked out. Yeah. So yeah, I think it's having those so many people is really cool, but it's also a challenge to hang out with everybody.
1: Yeah.
2: I think the location too, was just, it was so spread out Mm -hmm. and places to hide. (laughs) (laughs) Like I don't, I didn't even see, uh, Dennis and Melissa, like, you know, hardly ever. I'm like, where'd you guys escape to? Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, and on so, the, that second day, we went to the beach. I, like, went left to a cool <laughs> rock space that I, that I saw. But then everybody else, for some reason, went right to a different <laughs> one. And I was by myself most of that day, which was nice for me, just photography-wise, you know, being in the zone. Yeah. But then, you know, I was like, where is everybody? And I turn, I go where everybody else is, and there's a huge group of people. It's like, oh, you guys have been here all day. <laughs> <You know? laughs> so it's just funny how you just... You know, when you're in your own little world or doing your own thing, it's hard to meet up with the other people or find where everybody else is when you're so spread out like that.
2: It makes it fun, too. Um, now that it's over and then seeing what people post, mm-hmm. they be like, Wow, where was that taken? <laughs> yeah. So I like seeing that. Like, okay, what did where'd y'all do, you know? Mm-hmm. Where'd y'all go? And
0: I love seeing too people's shots where I saw them setting it up. Yeah. Where I saw the behind sure. the scenes and seeing the final final photo and just oh, that's what that looked like. That's not how I pictured it when you were shooting it, you mm-hmm. know. So that that's really fun too. Um, are you guys looking forward to to next one whenever, wherever, and whenever that oh, one's yeah. going to be? Definitely. Yeah. Is your plan to keep attending these over and over? If,
2: yeah, if it's affordable, yeah. Like I know there, you know, um, last year um, Julian was saying, "Hey, there's going to be the one in Paris, which is happening right now." Mm-hmm. You know, do you all want to go? And I was like, I can't afford to go. Like, yes, I want to go, but <laughs> yeah. So yeah, if it's a, you know, the intention is yes, of course. If it's if it works with schedule and our budgets.
0: Do you feel like attending these has influenced your photography at all, your styles? I know that you've, oh, yeah. you you kind of mentioned.
1: Yeah, I can speak to that one because I found myself at this at this toy safari like with canned air and like you know that spray aerosol that those like I'd never seen that before, and I was oh so that's how you get that effect, and so learning some of those practical effects, and then I've seen that in prior toy safaris, kind of hanging out and throwing dirt and. Getting a feel for some of those things, I found myself at this one actually implementing some of that, hmm. and that felt really good, like that, like a growth piece. And then the air, like that canned aerosol, whatever that is, like I didn't even know that existed. So that's learning something new and seeing what that effect can do. That was fantastic for me. That felt like some good growth in my photography. Super fun. Plus, I'm finding I'm I'm buying more action figures. Mm-hmm. Buy all the Crash's customs.
2: <laughs> That's what I was gonna say. Like influenced me coming to these things as I was predominantly Lego as my toy of choice. And after meeting um, Dennis Crash Override, I got into shooting other toys and action figures and. You know, um, all because of him. It's all his fault. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I found when I looked back on my toys from this, the Oregon Safari, they're most, most of them are the action figures.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was the same way. I barely I shot, shot in Lego, yeah. which is
2: really interesting. I don't know why. Maybe I felt pressured to shoot something different.
0: Especially if, if you've been shooting Lego forever, maybe it's just fun to try something new out or to challenge mm-hmm. yourself in that way. I've been doing that a lot myself with the Star Wars 6-inch figures. Mm-hmm. Partly because of interviewing people like Father's Figures for the podcast or hanging out with people mm-hmm. like um, Jax at the at the Toy Photo Safari and the, you know, the action figure douchebags. Um, just <laughs> we, hanging shouldn't, out
1: with... we shouldn't press that <laughs> term. Yeah, probably not. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, just
0: hanging out with those people. And seeing seeing them do that, it's like, well, I want to try that out myself, you know? So mm-hmm. I, I think that's a universal thing, that curiosity for sure. Do you guys have any creative goals for the rest of 2018? I can't believe we're halfway through the year already. I was going to say oh, for 2018 gosh. as a whole, but we're halfway through. Um, <laughs> do you guys have anything big, plan- like any more little meetups you're planning on or anything you're looking forward to?
1: Well, we were looking at a mini Portland. Portland get-together. We had a couple friends who are new to their cameras and thought, well, it will just be fun to go out and shoot. So just little things like that. Nothing official or anything to that effect. Um, I actually
2: those? have some potential stop-motion animation projects. Awesome. So hopefully those actually happen. Mm-hmm. And if they do, I will be very, very busy.
1: <laughs> oh, and I got um, my four cans of uh, spray aerosol. So... <laughs> <laughs> prepare. I'm going to prepare for that, and I've found myself in the last couple of days on the 3A site for <laughs> some new toys. <laughs> Plus, I just saw your Iron Giant, so that might be in my future. Um, yeah, toy
2: envy. We'll have to do Porgs in the Mist.
1: Porgs in the Mist. Yeah, Cute. Yeah. So something like that. Um, yeah. As far as like creative aspirations, I personally, I'm trying to shoot people and events a little bit more to get more comfortable because that's really it's hard for me to be in front of a camera it's hard for me to be behind a camera Mm. when it comes to people so I'm trying to kind of overcome some of that and that's probably a good goal for me because my work Sends me to events often. It's like
0: it it, a lot different shooting people than it is toys. Because toys sit still and do whatever you want them to do, yeah. but people are tougher. Yeah, I've noticed I had to do a photography thing for work a couple the week after the photo safari, and it was really different. Yeah. yeah.
2: You're like, oh, I'm on my macro settings. Right. right. But now it's, yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Switch different lenses, and yeah, it's it's really different. Mm-hmm.
1: So Different mm-hmm. settings, and then just getting, getting people to be comfortable too mm-hmm. while I shoot them. That's, i don't have that skill yet
0: (laughs) i can understand that yeah
1: so i'd say that's a good goal for me for the year and my canned aerosol (laughs) porgs in the mist look for some spray fog coming your way (laughs) on my feed (laughs) awesome
0: As I mentioned earlier in the show, you guys are the first couple I've had on the show, which is, was really fun Like researching both of you and trying to find correlations between your photography and stuff. Do you collaborate on images a lot? And do you feel like your styles are, um, do, you, do you feel like you have the same styles and sensibilities or how how is it doing this hobby together?
2: I think we collaborate in um, sort of helping out, giving each other ideas maybe not like actually collaborating during the shooting, but I think one of us might be like, oh, you know, what if you did this and this and this? You know, like, I feel like I've come up with some of um, potential dates for Lego Velma. <laughs> you know, I have this idea and Cindy will be like, oh, can I shoot that? I'm like, yes, that's, you know, this is the idea for you. for you. This was for you, yeah. Yeah, so we kind of help in that way or, or helping with um, captions.
1: But we do that by, like, in our eating space, in our kitchen, because we eat at a little bar usually. We just we put toys out. We got toys everywhere. But we'll have usually a good pile in front of us while we eat. And we, we'll play with them. <laughs> we'll play with them and we'll piece things together. And then the next thing you know, there's something really funny and we're just joking around. And then it's like, oh my God, that's brilliant. You should shoot that. And that's when I think of us collaborating, I think it's more on that level of just having the toys around and seeing something and then piecing something else together and making a joke. And then realizing that's really good. You should put that as an image and how you're going to shoot that. And then it gets really exciting at that point. And I feel like that's our collaborating. Mm
2: -hmm. I feel like you help me a lot with editing too. Like I might have a different angle Mm -hmm. of a shot and I'll, I'll maybe choose like two, you know, some, if I'm adding like a bunch of photos and I'll narrow it down to two and I'll show it to Cindy and I'll be like, which one do you think tells the better story? Mm -hmm. I feel like I come to you a lot with that.
1: It's Um, my graphic design. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Yep. I do that with my wife, too, and she always jokes that it's like when you go to the optometrist, and it's like, which is better, one or two? And she's one always like, two. can you show me one again? You know, yep. sometimes they're really subtle, and it's like, what is even different? But Exactly. Yeah, so it's it's funny that you guys do that a lot, too. And
1: a lot of it is just, what are you trying to say? Like, you'll show mm-hmm. me the two pictures, there's a subtle difference, but it's like, when you show me this one, this is what I read, and when you show me this one, this is what I read. So it, they're both great shots, what are you trying to say?
2: Or captions, too. Yeah. I'll usually shoot something without a theme or caption in mind, and I'll show it to Cindy and
0: I'll be like, what do
2: I say about this one? So I think we do that for each other a lot. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it's funny that that is a really big part of it. I feel like maybe with photography before social media, you could get away with just having a shot that speaks for itself. But I feel like nowadays, you kind of have to put a caption on something when you post it, you can't just have it be a bunch of hashtags, you know, Mm -hmm. so it's like, yeah, what am Mm -hmm. I gonna am I gonna tell a joke in the caption? Am I gonna explain my process with it in the caption? Like, like, every photo has to come with some kind of explanation or something nowadays. Mm -hmm. So which is interesting, but it's something I feel like photographers haven't really had to deal with in it's the crude. past unless you know you're publishing or something or right. sometimes
1: the caption is just so out there that you're like oh three people will get this reference <laughs> <Right. Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm gonna write it anyway <laughs>
0: <laughs> but that that's part of the fun and yeah. part of what makes the community as a whole so cool I think is that you do have those inside jokes and those friends and people that will understand your sense of humor or whatever you're going for <laughs> so <laughs> I noticed that and, and you guys have such a great sense of humor in your photos I notice um <laughs> Because we're big dorks. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say,
2: too, as a couple, as toy photographer, power couple. <laughs> Ooh. I like that. Um, it's just work. Like, it's really fun because we just support each other mm-hmm. in this weird hobby. And we get, like, you know, well, hang on. I can't go out yet because I got to find the, the microphone for the, you know. And we get it. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, well, you need to dig in your toy box for a couple minutes before we can leave the house. Yeah. <laughs> like it's really important. And we yeah, totally get that.
0: Yeah. I was thinking about that before today, actually, because I've talked to, you know, a lot of other photographers on this show and a lot of them have significant others. Like Lizzie, I was just talking to, and mm-hmm. she went on vacation recently with her her boyfriend. And she was like, yeah, I kept annoying him because I'd have to stop and take a toy photo. And you could tell that he's like, oh, really? And <laughs> yeah. a lot of people I've talked to have had that sentiment. But I've realized that with you guys, it's like, yeah, dude, do it. Go for it. <laughs> it's you know? true.
1: And and we have to tell ourselves like, okay, are we going to hike or are we taking pictures yeah <laughs> because if we're taking pictures we're like 50 feet from the car right it's if very we're hiking yeah. like okay let's at least get a mile in and <laughs> then if there's one place we can stop there but it's like a timing thing right we got to keep each other in check but our vacations are kind of built around that
2: around that whole toys. idea.
1: yeah so that we we build that into our hikes like okay really you think we're going to get nine miles in in one day, like, do you know how much we're gonna stop? Do you know how many toys you're bringing? Like, we have to limit ourselves. Okay, mm-hmm. just bring the three toys because then we'll take fewer photos and we'll actually get to where we're going. Right, <laughs> it's like a balance. And yeah, you
0: guys seem to bring your sig figs everywhere. Um, I notice a lot of your your Instagram feed and stuff is just your sig figs hanging out or eating food, or, you know, you guys seem to place them in your situations a lot, which is really fun. Do you just carry them everywhere you go?
2: I, I don't, actually. I used to, but now they're, it's pretty planned, and, you know, my mom was just visiting, and we pretty much just ate, and so <laughs> my feed recently has been us feeding. <laughs>
1: so it's that documentary thing for yeah. you. It goes back to that that we talked about earlier. Yeah, I just, I like to
2: share about my life, and um, it's just a little more fun with the toy.
1: Especially vacation think of vacation photos, right? Here's right. this beautiful place that we're at. We're like, okay, well it's a nice landscape, great. But you put a Lego in it, it's like okay, that's even more fun now. Right. Like yeah, yeah you're someplace beautiful. It <laughs> looks like you yeah, you're having a good yeah, time. Yeah, and it's
0: a way to take a photo of a landscape and yourself without mm-hmm. having to do a selfie or something. Yeah. You know? I've I've noticed that myself when I'm traveling, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> so so do you guys feel like toy photography is pretty much part of your life all the time, every day? Are you always thinking about it or always it's always involved somehow
2: yeah I'm always thinking about toy photography
0: I mean with other
2: things too like like I said it's not my only creative outlet but it's always at the front of my brain for Mm -hmm. sure yeah I'm always like I, I wish I brought this
0: or that Yeah, or I feel like I'll go go to a store and I'll see something and immediately think, like, could I use that for a photo somehow? Or Mm -hmm. no matter what it is, I'm always looking for something. Oh, like an accessory? Right. Like a background or something? Yeah, a background Mm -hmm. or a scene setting thing or, like, rocks or whatever it might be to to help with photography. So do you guys, do you find that as well just out in in the world?
2: I I think I mostly, I'll see things, or like a movie. And I'll be like, oh, I can't wait to Legoize that scene. Yeah. <laughs> it's more like that, like just trying to Legoize um, situations.
1: Hmm. Yeah, I'm always, I guess, when I think about it, and didn't, didn't really think about that, but yeah. I mean, I've got toys all over my office, so I'm always trying to think about, you know, boy, that toy needs a, a, a bag. How do I make a bag? How am I going to do that? Like a handbag? Like a handbag. Yeah. (laughs) Like a man purse. (laughs) For your man thing? For my man thing. (gasps) My man thing needs a man purse. (laughs) Oh, golly. Yeah.
0: Crash. Just opened up a whole can of worms. (laughs) Right?
1: Well, yeah. I mean, then there's just, I get sidetracked by that because then I start getting into like, well, how do you make a bag? What about this? So it's not just the photography, right? It's the It's the accessories. It's the toys themselves. I might see something really cool. Like, I just saw your Iron Giant. So, of course, I'm going to go home and research that and, okay, see if I can acquire something. And um, I'm always thinking work-wise, too, because I want to incorporate the fun and the passion that I have for all these toys in a way that is going to support the company that I work for, too. And how can I I get paid to do what I love? I mean, I already get paid to do what I love because I really love my job. But... How can I expand that even more into more fun? Yeah. Right. I'm, I'm going to be out for the afternoon because I'm going to go shoot this product with all my toys. So I'll <laughs> see y'all tomorrow. You know, how great is that going to be? And yeah. I think that day is happening. Like it's, it's going to be there. So that's why I want to learn all these great tips and tricks and, and cool things so that I can make my company look good too <laughs> in a cool way.
0: What are your guys' Instagram handles? Where can people find your work?
1: I am Coney Dog, with two G's. You can just spell it. Oh, C O N E Y D O G G. And
2: I'm Brick and Mordor. Should I spell that out? <laughs> B R I C K A N D. M-O-R-D-O-R.
0: Awesome. So thank you both for coming and being on the podcast. It was really fun to talk to you. Um, And it was really fun to do this in person instead of over Skype. I think that made it really fun.
1: Definitely. Thank you, James. Thanks for having
0: us. Of course. Thank you so much for listening. You can find new episodes of this podcast and daily articles on creativity and toy photography on our website, toyphotographers.com. You can subscribe to the show on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts. We also ask that you please leave us a five-star review. That'll help spread the word about the show and help us get noticed. You can find us on Facebook at Toy Photographers and on Instagram at underscore Toy Photographers underscore. Music for this week's episode is courtesy of freemusicarchive.org. And finally, you can reach out to us with comments, concerns, recommendations, etc. at toyphotographypod at gmail.com. I'm James Garcia. You can find my work every single week at toyphotographers.com, as well as on Twitter at TheRealJames, real real spelled R-E-E-L, on Instagram at TheRealJames23, and on my website, TheRealJames.com. Thanks so much for listening. I'll see you guys next week.